0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Breaking Labels podcast. I am your host, Rosanna Gill, and I am so excited for you to hear today's episode and my interview with my friend, Val. Before I get into that, a couple things that I wanted to let you know about. First off, our sponsor for this episode is True, spelled T-R-U, Supplements. Now just a little backstory on them. I found them earlier this year, I believe it was, when I was in search of a good-tasting vegan protein. And if you have never tried vegan protein, you may not realize that it can be very difficult to find some that actually have a good flavor. There are a lot of really great brands that have phenomenal health benefits, but they taste like poo. There's just no other way to say it. And I don't want to spend $50 on something that tastes like poo. So I went in search, and I wanted some that had fun flavors, because the thing about whey protein is you can get flavors like cookies and cream, birthday cake, and, you know, all kinds of stuff that appeals to my little, my little sweet tooth heart, and this brand had a couple flavors that were intriguing to me, uh, one specifically, the banana maple muffin, and then also their peanut butter banana, don't ask me why I have been on such a banana cake this year, I don't know, but I have, and you know what, both of them tasted awesome I did mess up though and I always want to be 100% honest with you guys I'm not going to tell you I like something if I don't I love the banana maple muffin I love the peanut butter banana I made a mistake and I assumed that if I liked both those flavors then surely I would love their vanilla and then I could just add other flavors to it and make it whatever I wanted I was incorrect I did not like the vanilla I don't know what it is I don't like their vanilla and I'm telling you that because I don't want you going in there to use your 5% discount that you get when you put in the promo code Breaking Labels, cause y'all we got our own promo code, what? But anyway, I don't want y'all putting that code in and then ordering vanilla thing is gonna taste great and you have the same taste buds as me and you think it tastes like poo too. So, their dessert flavors, delish. Stay away from the vanilla. And if true supplements, if you hear this, it's nothing personal. like your other flavors if you want to tweak that vanilla flavor go for it but don't come for me so if you go to the link in the show notes for this episode there is a link for you to press that's redundant but then when you are checking out uh put the promo code breaking labels one word and you will get a five percent discount so thank you for supporting them and thank you for supporting this podcast and coming back to listen i will say if you love this episode or you know of someone that would benefit from hearing this message? Please share it. You can text it to them. You can could send a link to the podcast because we are on iTunes and Spotify. But please if you think this would benefit somebody you know, don't hesitate to share it. I obviously have said it every episode. We really appreciate reviews. I'm actually going to sweeten the deal. I have this drink that I am obsessed with called Celsius that I drink every single morning when I am having my morning reading time. And if you go and write a review, I will pick a review and read it on next week's episode and you will get a case of whatever flavor Celsius you want delivered to your house, a case of 12, okay? So if you go and write a review, take a screenshot of it and send it to the the DMs for Breaking Labels podcast on Instagram, Or you can email me, rosanagillpr at gmail.com, and I will pick a review, read it, and we'll send you a case of Celsius. Okay, no more promos. Let's get into this awesome, awesome conversation with Val. By way of uh, an intro, then your label that we're going to be talking about and breaking free of today is the label of Fat Girl. Yep. I don't even like saying it.
1: I well, um I I don't. It's my subconscious what has always like played out through life
0: mm-hmm. as
1: my limitation to everything.
0: When did it start? When did that feel I guess when did you identify as a fat girl? And when did you feel like you maybe had some consciousness that, like, oh, this is, this is maybe affecting me in more, yeah. in a lot of ways, I guess.
1: Yeah. So um, it's been going on for a long while. I mean, even as a child, mm-hmm. I mean, I was a never a big child. I was like a normal child, but you know, in the Filipino community, if you're a healthy eater, that's celebrated. Hmm. If you have a little bit of meat on your bones, that's celebrated because that means that, you know, your family can afford money to feed their kids.
0: Mm-hmm. But, Which, can we also say, I mean, that's the case in a lot of countries outside of the United States and a lot yeah. of cultures.
1: Yeah. But to add on to that, there are also nicknames. Oh? Yeah. What kind of nicknames? So, you know... Uh, well, not you know, but um, growing up, there was one, Gorda. Why that, isn't that Spanish? Um, well, you a lot of the Tagalog words are Spanish because we we're colonized by Spain. Girl, I did not know this. Yeah, like the way we tell our time is Spanish, our days of the week are Spanish. What? Yeah. Um, Our currency in the Philippines are pesos. Hold the front door. And it's one of the reasons why when, if and when you meet a Filipino person and their last name is a Spanish last name, that's because.
0: Because you were colonized by the Spanish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mother of pearl. I did not know this ever. Yeah. Yeah. So hence, where Gorda comes from.
1: Yeah. And another one. Okay. This is, this is the cherry on the cake name. Oh. And this is not a Spanish one, but it's called, but it's Damulag.
0: Damulag? Yeah.
1: Oh God. What does that
0: mean? It
1: is a, so in the Philippines, they have carabao or caribou. Mm-hmm. You know, like the coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a water buffalo.
0: Shut up. Yeah. You are not called a water buffalo. Yeah. Was that said with affection and endearment? Uh, Like, oh, my little water buffalo?
1: I don't know. Because I'm
0: like, I feel tears coming to my eyes because I want to punch somebody for calling anyone, especially a child, a a water buffalo.
1: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. What? So those things kind of stick with you. Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah. I'm still mad at my aunt.
0: Well, I'm not going to blow her name up, but I'm still mad at an aunt that used to make fun of my weight every time she would see me when we go to go to Louisiana. Yeah. Like, and I only went a couple times, and yet okay. I still hold some kind of a grudge against her because right. she used to, like, blatantly make fun of me in front of everybody.
1: Yeah, like, that stuff, like, sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, also- my God. Just the thought of, like, that's in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Gorda and Water, I can't say, yeah. say it again. What was water buffalo? The mulug. All right, I'm going to stick with water buffalo because right. I don't want to butcher that yeah. and be disrespectful.
1: Yeah. And another traumatizing event oh. in, in middle school. No, this was actually in elementary school in fifth grade. In PE class, we all got measured like our height and our weight. Mm-hmm. And we had to sit according to our, our weight. So lightest, to heaviest.
0: Mm-hmm. So you were out and out just ranked by right. size. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's lovely.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I was like, I wasn't at the end, but I was like, you know, all I know, all I remember is that behind me was Joanna mm-hmm. and her family was from where were they from? Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So there are these very, she was very tall, you know, and yeah.
0: Also Nigerians, that's another culture that it's not a bad thing for you to have meat on your bones.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But then she's in the same situation as you, because this was in Virginia, right? Yeah. Okay. So in in Virginia, it ain't the case, right? Y'all are now being forced to sit, in a, I guess, a situation, not a situation, like in a lineup. You're sitting in a lineup by size. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. I'm sure that made
1: everybody feel really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even when I wasn't a fat girl, Mm -hmm. that label was created. So I feel like it kind of stuck with me. Even, you know, throughout adulthood, I can remember even before adulthood in high school Tamika and I we would go to the gym and I vividly remember looking at the scale and seeing 126 pounds oh my god when I was in 10th grade and That's thinking tiny. I was, and thinking I was fat
0: 126 pounds
1: <laughs> and I remember that is tiny yeah and Tamika was 100 and I think she was like 148.
0: But yeah, Tamika's like six me.
1: feet tall, isn't she? No, surprisingly, she she has a um like a stature to her presence, but she's only five four. Oh snap!
0: I'm yeah. five two and a half, and I thought Tamika was like mm-hmm. at least six inches tall. She does have some presence to her, yeah. mean. Yeah. I really thought she was taller than that. Granted, anybody who's taller than me, I tend to just assume they're six feet because right. I can't tell a difference. Oh, I still no. had to look up to you, so you must be six feet as right. far as I'm I concerned. You
1: six feet to me.
0: Right. <laughs> it's true. Oh, and for the listeners who do not know, Val, how tall are you?
1: I am five feet and three-fourths. <laughs> I own that three-fourths.
0: You do. Listen, I'm five two and a half. Yeah, and I had a lady at the DMV who was genuinely considering trying to figure out a way to put that half on, and that just gave me all the confidence I needed yeah. to know that that was legit. Yeah. So you take your three fourths. You I are do. five it's... feet three fourths.
1: Sometimes I like to I like to lie and say five one.
0: Oh, do it. Mm-hmm. Do it all the time.
1: Sometimes yeah. I like to lie.
0: I love <laughs> you. are like you don't even say you're fibbing. You're like no, I'm I'm straight up lying to you. Yeah and I'm not mad about it, and I do not apologize. Yeah. All right, so when do you feel, I mean, was it always kind of in your mind, like that label of fat girl, and was it something that kind of just was always in the back of your head, or when do you think it really started to play out in how you interacted with people or how you viewed yourself? That's probably the most important, I think, is how you view yeah. yourself.
1: I mean, that all started, like, in, in high school, Okay. High school um, is primarily when I felt like that.
0: That you became like hyper aware Mm -hmm. or what do you think it was? What was there one singular event or a string of events?
1: I guess it was, there was never like a captain call out. Like, you know, you're in the lunchroom and people are like, ah, ha, ha. You're the fat girl.
0: Right. I don't think that needs to happen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's horrible enough but you don't need that that doesn't need to happen to know
1: no and it could have even started and not in a mean way but like with you know my mother you know Oof. she has always had like body image issues mm-hmm. and so that was probably more so projected um to me
0: yeah I think that's very common, especially with, with, like, I have so many friends that the first person to make them notice their weight and feel some kind of a way about it was their mother.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, that's translated into, like, everything, almost-ish, or the, the feeling of not feeling good enough.
2: hmm
1: Not feeling good enough to... Have the job that I wanted, not feeling good enough to in comedy get certain gigs, not feeling good enough to have a boyfriend, Mm -hmm. not feeling good enough to go to the gym and work on my fitness.
0: Okay, can we talk about this? Because that is something that people get so high and mighty about. Like, I never ceases it never ceases to amaze me when people are like, well if you're not comfortable with yourself, just go to the gym.
1: Like just lose the weight. Why don't you just do that? Um, So, and they say it in that voice by the way. They do. They do. That's and there's no other voice they would say that in. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But tell me why like if it's something that you're not you don't feel good about, why that doesn't make you want to go to the gym?
1: Because there's judgment when you walk through those doors mm-hmm. and even, I mean, real talk, probably no one's paying attention to you, mm-hmm. but you feel like literally when you walk into the gym that the paparazzi is there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, look at that girl coming in here. Mm-hmm. Even though probably ain't nobody looking at you girl. Right. And I
0: also, well, it's easy to have, to feel like some kind of, way about it but I remember one time I I don't remember which boyfriend it was to be honest which fine I'm glad I blocked it but we were driving and there was this heavier girl running Mm -hmm. and I was like get a girl and he was like well she needs to be running more and I wanted to pop him so bad like mother effer do you know how much it takes just to get out? Right. Like, not only is she work trying to do something to make herself feel good, not saying that you should, ha- you should have to lose weight to feel good, but she's doing something for herself. Agreed. What right do you have to say she needs to do more? You don't know her story. For all you know, she has been out here for three hours, so she's training for a marathon. Like, you don't know by looking at her.
1: Right. And so even when the October challenge came, the one where I, it was a challenge that Tamika invited me to.
0: Oh yeah. The mile challenge.
1: And you had to do run walk at least two miles a day. And I would, when she invited me to it, honestly, I did not want to because I was like, there is no way in hell. That I'm going to be able to do this. Because I was really comfortable on the couch, Netflix and chilling by myself. Mm -hmm. So it took a lot for me to even get off the couch and get out of the house to walk.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Because I felt like the second I walked out of the door that all the neighbors were like out looking out their window while Mm -hmm. I was walking down the neighborhood, you know? But yeah. I wonder if it's... Well, ain't nobody, did nobody care what I was doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But I also wonder, sometimes that's because we hear those voices that we have heard. Absolutely. Like, you hear your mother's voice, or you hear somebody who's been critical of you, and that's the voice that you kind of project onto other people when mm-hmm. you're, you're trying, or when you're out walking, and you're yeah. putting yourself out there.
1: Yeah, it is. And also those subliminal messages, sayings that we've always told ourselves.
0: Mm. What that, are some of yours?
1: Um, well, I've said it. I've said it already that I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Mm. What's the point?
0: Oh, that's a harsh one. Mm-hmm.
1: You're always going to be fat. Oh, yeah. Where does that come from? I would venture to say that, let's say my mom was complimenting me or not. I mean, I wouldn't say compliment, but you know, if my mom said something that would be the natural reaction that I would like say to myself, even though I wouldn't say anything back to her, even if it was something where we had a conversation and she said that your shirt fits a little too snug mm-hmm. or she always had this big thing because you know I have a fat ass
0: yes girl and it's fabulous
1: but if my shirt didn't cover my butt
0: mm-hmm.
1: That was a big thing,
0: too. Oh, my mom used to always tell me to cover my butt. Mm-hmm. Rosanna, pull your shirt down in the back. Yes. My mom yelled. I was going into the mall once because, you know, that's what you do in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. Like she dropped me off at the mall and you just walk around in circles with your friends. And I remember I was almost to the door and my mom goes, Rosanna, Rosanna, pull your shirt down in the back. And all these people just looked at me and I was like, well, I ain't going to pull it down now. Just just to be stubborn right. because right. I got to make a point.
1: Right. What is so wrong with the butt? Just
0: let it just be let it be. It's there. It ain't going anywhere.
1: Yeah. I wonder what was their hang up about
0: I think it's also partly because your mom and my mom are, are similar like age ranges where twiggy and models were not the, like a womanly body was not the rage. Right? Like right. it's not like it was the fifties and it's the pit up model. Like it was mm-hmm. the twiggies and these Kate Moss thin models that were really big that they're looking at and thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to be beautiful unless I'm like that. And if I'm not that, then I'm not beautiful. It's, it's, it's a either or situation. Right. Yeah. Which it sucks because I mean, and I don't know how your mom is, but I can tell my mom, mom, you're beautiful. And she will not say thank you. It's I will be beautiful when I lose 50 pounds. It is never. Thank you.
1: A thousand percent.
0: And it's like, well, if they feel that way, then how can they make you feel good? Right. Because they don't feel good. Yep. Which is sad.
1: It is. But I've been working through it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay, to that point, what are some things that have helped you love you? Because you don't need to love yourself when you get to a certain size. Like, you need to love yourself now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had to love myself when I was 80 pounds heavier than I am right now. Girl. Yeah, and that was sort of tough. Mm-hmm. But I, it started, I would say, July twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. You know, when I got my life coach. Hmm. He actually, even though I had read, <laughs> I mean, a gazillion self help books.
0: Hmm. If it was written, you read it.
1: Absolutely it took someone actually telling me and me having to have like affirmations that I told myself every day. Mm -hmm. I think it started with me having to, he gave me an assignment where he wanted me to play out or record 10 minutes of not necessarily affirmations, but good things about myself Mm-hmm. And when he first gave me that assignment, I was like, I don't know any good things about myself. Oh. So, Shirley, how am I going to come up with 10 minutes of this? So I recorded the 10 minutes, and then he goes, now what I want you to do is every time you start a workout, you play that. that but every
0: time you do a workout, you had to listen to those good things about yourself for mm-hmm. 10 minutes. hmm Ooh.
1: Yeah. And at first it was super hard. It seemed unrealistic. Mm -hmm. It almost seemed like I was like an actress just saying those things, Mm -hmm. but eventually you do start to believe them Mm -hmm. and it brings a little momentum to life, to light. And fast forward a year later, when you introduced me to Corinne Crabtree and the No BS program, mm-hmm. and she just told it like it was. Yes. And that has helped me tremendously, like a 180, mm-hmm. because the exercises that um, she does with the planning, it. The planting every day, it's like little seeds that you put into your garden and you like water those seeds. Every day? Every day.
0: What are some of the seeds that you planted? Well, actually, okay, so I want to know that, but can you go back to some of the affirmations that you said? What were some of the things that you did identify that you liked about yourself in that 10 minutes?
1: That I was good enough. Ooh. That eventually, that... I am positive. Mm. I am funny.
0: Yes, you are. <laughs> I you are special. so funny.
1: <gasps> yes. What else was there? I'm abundant. Mm. I show up for myself.
0: Oh. That's a good one. Okay. So can you talk to, so you, I know what you're talking about when you say that, because we've read a lot of similar books, yes. a lot of this listened to a lot of the same podcasts, but yes. what does it mean to show up for yourself? Like for somebody who's listening to this, that like has never, that, that concept, that term has never even like crossed their mind or they've ever heard of it. What does that mean to show up for yourself?
1: When I show up for myself, the promises, the, the wants, the desires mm-hmm. that I have, I implement them mm-hmm. by, let's say, if I'm going to say something super simple, like I wanted to lose five pounds, mm-hmm. right? How do I show up to myself when I want to lose those five pounds, I show up for myself by walking around the block, mm-hmm. by hydrating. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that water. By eating. And I'm not even going to say bad foods, foods until I'm satisfied. But mm-hmm. I don't stop myself. Right. But I show up for myself, meaning I would say it's, it's self care. Yeah, it is you putting yourself as a priority Mm -hmm. outside of times with like my friends, my family, I show up for myself when I wake up in the morning, I make my coffee, and I sit in my chair and I'm silent for 20 minutes
0: mm-hmm. you, give your, some peaceful, you give yourself some peaceful time to start oh, your day right does so, that then make it easier to because I think another way and a very important way to show it for yourself is to set boundaries with people yes Do you find that like the more you do those affirmations the more that you believe them was it easier to do that to, sh- to set boundaries or
1: yeah if someone that I knew or friend or a work situation that were toxic and that I knew didn't benefit me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, no, we can't associate with one another, but you just distance yourself from the situation. And a lot yep. of times if someone was negative, I would literally like it would impact me. Like, oh, my Mm -hmm. God, why does that person have such a nasty attitude? And I would be upset over it. Mm -hmm. But I've learned to, like, take those kind of scenarios and just be like, oh, well.
0: There's no reason for you to waste your energy and your peace. Like Crystal said last week's podcast, like she said, you know, don't give people a piece of your peace. Preach it. Right? I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Because, why would you let somebody, especially when sometimes they ain't even negative about you, they're just negative about life in general? Yep. So, why should that affect your peace and how you view your day, your life, your value, any of that?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, now I, I interrupted you because you were That's talking okay. about Corinne Tra- Crabtree. Corinne Crabtree. And by the way, for listeners, In the show notes, I'm going to have, if I can link to her podcast, I'll do that. And if I can't do that, then I will definitely list the name of the podcast because I think it's something that's great for everybody to listen to, whether you want to lose weight or not. Like, if you just want to practice believing in yourself, that is a great podcast to listen to. I could not be a bigger fan of hers.
1: Yeah. And I love how passionate she is about it, too. Mm -hmm. She's so sincere and... Well, she's been there. Yeah.
0: I think that makes a big difference too.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Like it's easier to believe somebody when I mean she's lost what 100 150 pounds mm-hmm. and maintained, but then more importantly like she was like she's felt every single feeling.
1: Yeah, and she continues to have those feelings. Mm-hmm. It's not like it went away yesterday. She continues to have those feelings like she lives it out. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to be a part of a community that A, you can relate to, obviously, but B, that person is sharing their experience with 20,000 other women
0: mm-hmm. who are going through the same thing. Yep. And have probably been told very similar things and going through the same things. Yep. Because I do think it's interesting how, like, even though it's weight, it can affect so many other areas of your life. Work, like you said earlier, like, you know, even separating yourself from people at work or even how you show up for yourself at work or with your comedy. That's huge.
1: The weight is an emotional, mental burden on top of it being a physical burden. Mm -hmm. But it is those subconscious thoughts literally coming to fruition in your body. Mm -hmm. So having to change that in a way is healing, Mm -hmm. but you have to come to that realization first.
0: Was there one particular thing or one particular aha moment that helped you come to that? Or was it a series?
1: I would say that it was a series. Yeah. Literally my life coach a year and a half ago helped me come to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. Again, it was someone had to tell me that because I would have never came to that conclusion on my own. I would have always thought that I wasn't good enough or, and I think it became relatable because he said the same thing too. He said that he had always felt not good enough. And so finally I was like, wow, he's not the only person. Mhm. So we could relate on that level. We are also going through some similar situations, um life situations where at the time he was going through a divorce and he had a rocky relationship with his his kids and his daughter in particular. Oh. And I was able to relate only because, you know, my parents obviously are divorced. Mm -hmm. And I had that rocky relationship with my dad too. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of built like that level of trust um, amongst one another. And then we kind of just dug deeper into our, why we didn't feel good enough things. And he, the, the moment, the question that he ask me is in order to achieve your goals and you wanting to be your best self do you feel like losing weight is one of them is one of those things that you feel like you have to do and the answer to that was yes mm-hmm. to be the best version of myself for me obviously but so that I can be the best god mom mm-hmm. the best dog mommy Mm, You are such a good dog, mommy. Yeah. You know, even a better friend. Mm. So. How
0: does it help with being a better friend?
1: Because when I want to reach out to my friends, like, I'm going to do it.
2: Mm -hmm. Like, I'm
1: going to call Rosie, like, every week until, like, she calls me back and FaceTime her until she calls me back. (laughs) Before, I would have been like, oh, she doesn't want to be my friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she's not even, whatever. Like, I was projecting, like, that stuff on myself.
0: Even though it's probably that they're just, right. like, you me mean, who forgets or just doesn't think about it.
1: Right. Because, I mean, legit, it would be, like, Tamika having to, she was on call for, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> she doesn't want to be my friend anymore. Which, you know what, and it's so funny because
0: I've heard this. I've read this in different things. I've heard it in podcasts. I'm like, I don't really see that where they talk about like when you're so caught up in what other people think, it's really an ego issue. Mm. And it's funny because I never thought, I'm like, but I'm not egotistical. But then when you were talking about that your life coach wouldn't reach out to his kids because of, you know, XYZ, I'm like, and it was so clearly to me, I'm like, oh, that's his ego. Like yeah. that is his ego, and then when you were saying like, "Oh, she's not reaching out; she doesn't want to be a friend," I was like, "No, girl, of course I want to be your friend." That's ego. Right. But it's so hard to identify that in ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like we just get in our own
1: ways. Yeah. Literally, I was in my own way.
0: So now, walk me through. Like now, like you are, you're, you're. Are you still doing? Well, I guess the the mile thing, the the um, the challenge is over.
1: The challenge is over. I completed the challenge. I walk mm. two miles every day for all of October, and it wasn't as hard as I thought it was. Make get easier. Yeah, it's weird now. Like I go, I look outside and be like, I think I'm walking today. Look at you. Do I walk every day? Mm, no, but yesterday, for example, Thanksgiving, like before, I would have never been that person. Hmm. That that worky outy person before Thanksgiving dinner.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love. I wish the 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 listeners could see your face like yeah. this. Like uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> but you did.
1: Mm-hmm. And when I ate my Thanksgiving meal, when I was full, I stopped.
0: Oh, there's a novel concept.
1: Yeah, that's weird. It's so weird about this weight loss thing. <laughs> is that I have discovered. This is a secret to weight loss. Oh, all right.
0: Everybody listen.
1: This very, it's a phenomenal concept
0: Mm -hmm.
1: where I eat when I'm hungry Mm -hmm. and I stop when I'm full. What? Holy moly. What?
0: I know. It's like after all so many years and so many diets and so many different things and eat this way and eat that way and don't eat this and don't eat that. It was like, well, just eat, but just stop Right when you're, when you're not hungry anymore, when you're, yeah. when you're
1: satisfied.
0: I don't even say full because for me, full is like, I need to unbutton button yeah. my pants.
1: And the disappointment in myself when I was full after one slice of pizza. Th-
0: thank you. Thank you for talking about that. Because I posted, so to anybody listening, I'm a part of a program right now, Elizabeth Benton's 12 Weeks to Transformation, because she has this amazing book called Chasing Cupcakes, which I have been reading along listening to Corinne Crabtree this year, been huge. And it also came to the same aha moment where I was like, oh my God, I can eat whatever. I just have to stop when I'm full. The first week when I did that consistently, I was pissed. I was like, you mean to tell me this is all I need to eat? Right. What well, why am I not eating more? And I even posted about it in the 12 week to transformation Facebook. <laughs> nobody seemed to get why I was like so flabbergasted. I was like, Is anybody else annoyed with how little food it takes to fill them up? I
1: like, this I is was, I, right. I was like, Oh, no wonder <laughs> I gained weight, right. Because I was, like, food shoveler extraordinaire. Yes. President of the Clean Plate Club. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I remember, and this is so, it's crazy, because i have known that it was silly for so long, but I didn't realize how much it probably affected me. But growing up, I, I'm only a child, but I always would, like, compete with my dad. So I always would try to eat the same amount as he did. And it kind of was like the family joke. Like, oh, Rosanna's, Rosanna's keeping up with dad. Whatever Rick does, Rosanna does. It's like, yo, a 12-year-old girl should not be eating the same as a 50-year-old man. Like, And right. it's not funny. And I never had a very good, like, hold on eating when I was hungry and stopping when I was full. It was like, no, if it's really good, you eat it and you eat it and you eat it. Yeah.
1: Same
0: being full. And I've even had over the years, like when I would see like these drugs being like advertised, like, Oh, it'll take away your appetite. I even, it was so funny. Cause I never made the connect. I would even think I'm like, well, the appetite ain't the problem. Cause half the time I'm not even hungry. I just want to eat it.
1: Right.
0: But it didn't occur to me like, well, if you know, that's the issue, then maybe you should just stop We're sure. hungry.
1: Yeah. It's crazy.
0: crazy. Crazy. Thank you for that. Mic drop moment.
1: Yeah. Drop that mic on whatever diet you're on. Right.
0: Any diet. Yeah. So now in doing that, were there other times like where you noticed that you were tempted to eat for other reasons than hunger?
1: Yes. Oh my God.
0: What were some of the like most common ones?
1: If I had a bad day at work, Mm -hmm. bad day, meaning maybe... I was in a meeting and someone said something that pissed me off. Mm -hmm. If I got in an argument with my mom, that was one thing that I was just like, it's like whenever like I felt bad in a way, like Mm -hmm. I was always looking for food. I specifically remember getting in an argument with my mom and immediately leaving the house and going to McDonald's. Mhm. And then when I ate the damn McDonald's, that shit will not even good. Right, <laughs>
0: because it's McDonald's.
1: Can eat of the disappointment. Right.
0: Can I tell you? I actually, la- yesterday, I'm um, not gonna blow up his spot, but the boyfriend and I went to um, this place for Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. lunch, lunner, whatever mm-hmm. it was, and. I got my surf and turf. I was super excited. I was going to have my filet and shrimps. Although when it came out, it was one daggum shrimp. So I was pissed. I was like, this ain't no surf and turf. This is surfing. Or actually it was turf. Anyway, point was the steak was horrible. It was not good. And I had a couple bites and I was like, I'm not eating this. And then he went to the bathroom. The waitress came and she was like, Oh, do you want to box up? i was like, no, no, you can take it away. Which that was huge for me because in the past, I'm not, I would have thought of this cost this much money. I am eating it. Like if not now, I'm going to eat it later, right. but I'm eating it. And he was actually a little upset with me when he came back. He was like, I would have eaten it. It wasn't that bad. I was like, no, yes, it was like, we're not, I'm not, I'm not wasting calories on subpar food. Right. Why? But it, it's taken how many, I'm 34 years old. And that's the oh. first time I've ever sent a $20 steak back. Cause I didn't like it.
1: Mm-mm. Or like leaving food on your plate.
0: Oof. Whew. Well, okay, so now when you were growing up, what was the conversations around leaving food on the plate?
1: You sit at the dinner table until that plate is clean.
0: Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's wasteful otherwise, right?
1: There are starving children in Ethiopia mm-hmm. that have no food to eat.
0: Yep. Has and everybody you know, seen those, those videos?
1: Yep. With and dirt. it's like,
0: well, but us... Overeating does not save those children in Ethiopia.: No. Overconsumption does nobody any benefit.
1: Right At all. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like let's say somebody's listening to this right now, and they're like, "Oh my God, I've never thought about this," or, "Huh, what a concept to love myself now and not wait until I lose X amount of weight." What are things that you what's something that you would say to them? Or a resource you would suggest or like, or better yet, what would you say to you?
1: Loving yourself now gives you the motivation to be successful, to show up, to make yourself a priority when it comes to your weight loss. Any, I mean, honestly, it, it's helped in all facets of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not even at work if I have a to-do list like I'm not gonna sit on that to-do list
0: oh so you're not gonna procrastinate now was that a big thing before
1: oh my gosh I was like queen procrastinator really yeah there are still some things I will procrastinate on you know like cleaning your closet Mm. who wants to do that Can I tell you? Yeah.
0: Uh, So that, oh, I can't tell you, but your present has some really great stuff in it and um, some knowledge. I sent you the gift of knowledge. And it's between that and another book I'm listening to right now. Oh, I think I just, um, Jen Sincero's uh, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Yes. So, I am super, super pumped to clean out my closet this weekend and make room for only things I love.
1: Yes.
0: I want to create space for things I love. And there's a lot of stuff in there that I have just bought because it fit Mm. or because I thought it might be flattering, but I didn't actually like it or because I could afford it. Yeah. But I don't actually love them. Right. But it is the first time I've actually, because I am the queen procrastinator, like same, like, but now I have a reason. And it's like, I am expecting a lot of great things coming and I want room in my life and in my closet for those great things.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Get your birthday present.
1: I will.
0: I'm
1: a and get it.
0: Yeah. No, can you talk to, because, and you had to talk me through this. So I Mm -hmm. want you to share this, drop those gems for other people. Okay. I, like I'd mentioned before, on the Cren Crabtree's group, she has everybody do a plan, a 24-hour plan where you write mm-hmm. down what you're going to eat. And I confess to you that I had a hard time with that because I didn't like confining myself to a plan. Like something about that just freaked me out. And probably because of so many years of diets where it's like I can't and cannot eat this. And if I don't eat exactly this, then I'm wrong. And it's, I might as well just self-sabotage the rest of my day because I didn't eat exactly what was on the plan. Right. How has that been helpful to you? How have
1: you used that and not felt that way? The plan, it kind of set my day up for success. Mm. Because I was not walking into the fridge and eating five grapes for no reason and not even realizing it. And it's not even just putting the foods like for example for breakfast i'm gonna have my my omelet inside of broccoli and for lunch i am going to have a salad and then when it came to like dinner if me and my mom were going out holy moly i don't know what i'm gonna plan for Mm -hmm. i don't even know what we're going to eat
0: right that was what was messing with me i'm like how can i plan for something i don't know what's coming
1: um, another novel concept, ladies and gentlemen, it is called good, better, best, Ooh. where you may or may not have a list of good foods, better foods, best foods.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: if I categorized it, let's say I'm going to Chili's. I want a burger. I love fries. Hmm. Good would be the burger and the fries.
2: Hmm.
1: But I'm just gonna eat the burger and the fries until I'm full, and then I'm gonna stop. Hmm. Better would be maybe I'm gonna have the fries because I love French fries. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna take the bun off of the burger. Hmm. Best the bun without the burger and a side of veg or salad.
0: Wait, the bun without the burger. So just the bun and some salad. Oh,
1: sorry. The burger without the bun.
0: I was like, you lost me. Just have some bun.
1: You're like, I don't don't want no bread. (laughs) I don't want no buttered up bread. Give me that, that fatty, fatty meat. Yeah. But it could be something as simple around like going to get a burger and fries. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can apply that to anything in your life, good, better, best. Um, for me, because I have PCOS, you know that. Mm-hmm. Eating foods that are high in sugar or that have carbohydrates, may, I'm probably not going to eat an apple pie alamodi Me and my brother called it alamodi yesterday <laughs> for all meals of the day. I'm not going to do it. Nope. I should not do it. Mm -mm. but I have come to a conclusion, even with the PCOS, that, you know what, it's okay if I have an apple. Mm -hmm. It's okay if I have three grapes. So weird.
0: Right, which, and so people who are, like, maybe thinking, oh my god, why would that not be okay? Well, if you have done, like, you have, like, keto, where grapes and apples are the devil. More so grapes because there's no fiber. There's nothing to offset the carbohydrates, right? Apple at least has some fiber. But I feel like even then you'd have to monitor very closely to not go over. What, how many carbs is it that you're supposed to have on keto? Isn't it like 25? Yeah, that's not many carbs. No. So to anybody who's like, oh, well, of course that's okay. Well, no, not if you have done certain eating styles. The only bad food is the one you keep eating when you're not hungry.
1: Yep. Crazy crazy concepts here. It's like comedy gold.
0: Oh, you know what? Speaking of comedy. So if somebody's listening to this and they want to see some of your comedy, where can they go? Is there a place they can go to see Valerie's comedy?
1: I do have a website and it is valadamscomedy.com. Oh, see, it's funny how I've
0: been your friend for how many years and I did
1: not know that you have a website. Yeah, but I haven't updated it in a while. So (laughs) listeners may be disappointed. Here's some um, good news. You got a week. This ain't dropping until Wednesday. You will. So.
0: And yeah. now I got to write, I got to write this down. Hold on. It is. Cause I'm going to link to it. FYI. I'm look, I'm linking to it in the show oh. notes. And I'm frozen again. You are frozen, but did you hear what I said?
1: Yes, I did. Okay. Val. Adams. Comedy.com. Okay.
0: Can I link to your? Do you? Well, you're not a big Instagrammer.
1: Um, I'm not, but you know what? I feel like I want to be better about that. So you can link to my Instagrams. Okay. Yeah. VA from BA. Yep. So, a question. Have you
0: been using or thought of using like the the Instagram Reels and IGTV for
1: your comedy? Mm, No. Um, Like you should. Yeah, I think I, yeah, you're right. I should. Yes. A lot of times or through the pandemic, I have found funny through, and maybe this is what everybody else does. I'm sure it's what everybody else does, but I have found funny through like memes and posts, Mm -hmm. things like that and sharing them, if you will. Uh,
0: I mean, one of our love languages as friends is sharing memes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And you always send me videos that I would never... I don't know where you find them. Um, are there pictures of Scholar on your Instagram? Is there? That's probably what most of it is, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so people, she has this dog with one blue eye. And what's her other... What's the other eye color? Brown?
1: Her eye is a very dark brown, but she does have a little blue chip in it.
0: I mean, she, she kind of... Please don't be offended, Mama Bear, but she... Kind of has crazy eyes.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think it's because that one blue eye is so intense. And she, what kind of dog is she?
1: She is um, an Aussie doodle. An Aussie doodle. She is half poodle, half Australian shepherd. That's why she has the crazy eyes.
0: I mean, it's amazing. She's amazing. She's hilarious. So much personality in a dog. Yeah. it's It's also to be expected. That's what I think... Like when, when we started this and it was so hard to hear you even say the word fat girl or for me to say it Mm -hmm. because I feel very protective as your friend and I don't want anybody to ever like, especially you, you especially, I don't want you ever taking on that label and letting it diminish who you are because you have so much personality, so much to give to the world that I just, I hate Because I know what that word and that, that label, like what that, what people think, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't like that being put on you.
1: Yeah. And we put those limitations on ourselves. We do. Yeah. So it just took lifting that veil. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was like, I can see clearly now the rain is gone.
0: What people can't see is I'm dancing because I started to want to sing with you, but I can't. So I'm going to let you do that.
1: Oh, no. Yours actually sounded good. Yeah, that's all you can get from me.
0: Okay. Listen.
1: After after that, it was probably going to go downhill.
0: Mm -hmm. Mine stays downhill.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we put those limitations on ourselves, but why? Because we're limitless. We are. We are limitless. Can you? Okay.
0: This is, oh, I need you to do this. So let's say there's a girl listening like you are, whose mother is telling her the same things that you were told. Mm -hmm. What would you say to her?
1: I would say that, A, you're good enough. Mm Mm-hmm. You have the courage to go out into the world, whether it be your front door, whether it be on the interwebs. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether it be on LinkedIn or comedy, you have the courage and the bravery to go after your wants and your desires. That if you have that want and desire implanted in your brain and in your dreams, that it is your sole purpose and not to get religious, but it is God's purpose for you to fulfill that.
0: Hmm. I literally just read that yesterday and I was like, man, because sometimes we think, well, who am I to have these dreams? And God, like, well, I'm just dream-. like, you just, you just think that it's just a dream. I'm silly for thinking this. And it's like, no, 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 that's supposed to be there.
1: Yeah.
0: You're supposed to want that.
1: Yeah.
0: God put that there. Mm-hmm. Now go out and go out and do it.
1: Yeah. Hands down. Hmm. It's for you to go after. It's out there for the taking. Just got to go and grab it.
0: I think it's interesting too, because like you've been going through this and coming to these aha moments and these, this whole process, even while you still were putting yourself out there bit by bit. Like you, when you signed up for your first improv class, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I was so proud of you because I know that takes a lot of guts. Yeah. So even though you weren't fully there as far as like your mindset, And seeing yourself as lovable and worthwhile and worth everything in that moment, there was still enough of you fighting for yourself that you had the guts to do that.
1: Yeah. And honestly, doing improv gave me the courage to think and say to myself, oh my gosh, you are actually talented. Like Mm -hmm. the world is, the world should see what you have to offer. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's a big
0: action step for anybody to take. Even if you don't think that you're worth it, if you want to do something, just do it. Yeah. Because you might have, like, that might be a great source of pride that allows you to think that you're worth it.
1: Right. And not to let ego get in the way of your dreams.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Because you don't want to be the, well, not that I cared, but, you know, I was that girl who was in her late thirties introducing herself to improv and to comedy when I could have been doing this stuff a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But you know what now, I mean, better late, better late than never. Like, I mean, I discovered it now and you know, it it gives you a sense of purpose, even Mm -hmm. if it's for right now, even if it's for the next two months or the rest of my life that you can find that sense of purpose outside of going to your nine to five. Yes. Yeah. I think it is very important to find joy. And again, it is our purpose to live a life of like happiness and joy. Now, Mm -hmm. is it all unicorns and flowers and rainbow rainbows 24 seven? Absolutely not. But it is, our purpose to find those little, those little moments of joy.
0: Mm -hmm. So what's next for Miss Valerie Adams?
1: What's next is I'm going to continue on this weight loss journey. Mm -hmm. So more to come ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. And potentially after all this, I don't know if it'll ever be over pandemic coronavirus (laughs) whatever if I've had to lay if I had to put my hat on the hook of my comedy career because of this then that's okay but I'm not going anywhere Mm -hmm. it'll just be another avenue of me
0: I was about to say I don't think I gotta tell you I'm gonna challenge you Mm mm-hmm this coronavirus don't need to stop your comedy career. We just talk right. about Instagram reels or store. I don't even know how to do them, but I know you'll figure it out because right. you've helped me with the podcast.
1: I found TikTok. You found, Yep. I found makeup videos.
0: You do. You find all the things.
1: Yeah.
0: All the things. All of them. You'll find it.
1: Yep. And to also, I know this sounds super, super crazy, but y'all, for the longest time, I thought that I wasn't good enough to have a relationship.
0: Oh, you know what? We didn't even talk about that.
1: No, well, we didn't. Okay, we gotta. I might have <laughs> to like chop <laughs> this and put it in
0: the other part of the episode, but we should.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. For the longest time, I just didn't feel good enough to be loved. Ooh. And I don't know if it stems back from my dad not being present as a child. And I'm not saying not present, like he didn't live with us or he mm-hmm. went out on my mom because that is absolutely not the case. But he was not a present dad. He was the dad that was in his office after work or watching the news. Mm-hmm. He wasn't very affectionate. Mm-hmm. And... In a way that kind of messes with your, messes with your ego. Because if you're not good enough for your father, then who are you good enough for?
0: Mm. Especially again, maybe it's not generational because I'm sure there are people who do it now. Like there are Mm. a lot of people who think that me being a good parent and me showing love is me providing a good home. It's like, all right. Yeah. That's nice, but how about you actually sit and talk with your child and have a full relation like a full conversation with them where you're actually present with them? Right. I think that is probably gonna go a lot farther than to them feeling valued and loved than the fact that and I know that might sound crazy to parents, like, oh no, I I give you a good life. Yeah, but when do you actually talk to your child and listen to them?
1: Right. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I was always attracting the partner that was not emotionally available. Mm-hmm. That was definitely yeah. Maybe not even available. Not consistent. Mm-hmm. So there's that.
0: So what's the? Um, I had to be full circle on that. But what are you looking for now?
1: What um, do you expect now
0: compared to what you did before?
1: Okay. <clears throat> Not that I'm going to throw a bit out there, but I might throw a little bit of a bit. Ooh, do it.
0: Throw the bit.
1: Um, in my 20s, me and my friends, when we wanted or we talked about our type of men, we called it 666. Six,
2: six. Mm-hmm. He had to be at
1: least six feet tall, mm-hmm. make six figures, mm-hmm. and live in a six-bedroom house. Oh, who has a six? Wow. All Right? Right? Wow, talk about unrealistic
0: no, no, it is realistic because listen, we're speaking it, but i in my twenties I didn't know anybody that had a six figure or six well any of that um I, well, I wasn't dating them, <laughs> yeah.
1: but now here in my forties, dating is like a wendy's four for four meal I don't care if you're four feet tall, make four figures as long as you live in the confines of four walls that aren't steel bars and have four limbs plus one. We're good. <laughs> and I say that to say that. Oh, my God. Presence is appreciated. Mm-hmm. Presence is appreciated. Time is appreciated. My love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. And I think a small part of it is, I think, words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's quality time. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm sitting next to you. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like if it's us talking or, you know, like on the phone or whatever. But, like, before then, I wouldn't even have like a thought about what my love languages to my potential partner also that I feel like you can't put limitations on who your um, person's going to be because however they show up it's not going to be what you expected Mm -hmm. not because I've met him or but it's just probably not going to be the person you envisioned in your mind right
0: Like, is the six feet tall part really so important?
1: Not at all. Um, hello. Right. Five and three-fourths. Who am I? (laughs) Six feet. Oh, my God. I Mm. mean, do we all want a Jason Momoa? Of course. Oh, he is beautiful. Yeah. But we can have our own Jason. I just want, I don't,
0: you don't want the Jason Momoa. You just want the man who's going to love you like Jason Momoa loves Lisa Bonet. Okay show right i've seen the memes where it's like i want somebody to love me like kanye loves himself
1: right okay i wanna i I want someone to love me like kanye loves kanye shoot i feel like we can always learn a lesson
0: from that guy at the gas station who hits on you with no teeth yes like and I mean in Florida there was a lot of those but I would sometimes there were times where I was like man I know I have some confidence issues but I want that level of confidence where I could have no teeth and I'll still go I don't even have a home I'll go up to somebody and be like hey baby how's it going I'm like man can you bottle up your confidence and sell it because I will buy it I don't want I don't want to go out with you sir because I don't know where we would go am I going to meet you back here at the gas station but why don't, if, if that guy can be that confident, why can't we?
1: Right.
0: Those Florida men.
1: Mm. All things that we can take away from this. Right. <laughs> oh. confidence, like the toothless homeless man at the gas station.
0: He's going for what he wants.
1: Okay. You can't blame him.
0: Nope. can't, I can't knock the hustle.
1: Yeah. There's
0: that. Yeah. So final words.
1: Yes. I am. Mm-hmm more than just a fat girl yes ma'am yep i feel like i dropped some good knowledge nuggets you so i'm gonna leave it at that because we are all more than that person that we feel like we are inside
0: and you dropped another (sighs) val thank you you're welcome thank you for this